Hey y'all, welcome to another episode, or the beginning of an episode, or the snippet of an episode, or the episode of the episode for the episode of Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. Um, I'm your host, Andrew. Just like always, if you want to interact with me, please feel free to do so on all of the social medias, at Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy, or just find me as AJ Vandertunt. Um, I'm the only AJ Vandertunt that is on any social media platform, so you'll be able to find me easily. Uh, it's been a hard fucking day, y'all. It's been a hard fucking day. It's been a hard fucking week. And it's only Tuesday. It's only fucking Tuesday. It has been hard. Starting off my week, I had been dealing with death. On Sunday, I buried my best friend's dog, who... His dog was like my goddaughter. Like, I felt like a godparent to her. And she she died. She went in for surgery on Thursday of last week just to get some teeth removed. And whatever happened, which I think somebody, somebody who was doing the surgery for her did something wrong or possibly gave her too much anesthesia and her body just couldn't handle it, she passed away on Sunday. So, Bella, this episode is for you. I'm thinking about you. I love you. To all my dog and pet parents out there, you know how it is. You see their dog look up at you with those big eyes, that wet little nose, and probably a couple of torn up $100 bills in his mouth, or your favorite pair of shoes, or possibly a PlayStation controller, or your charging cord, you know? And they look at you with that innocent look like, yeah. I just made you throw $100 down the drain, but I'm cute as a button. And Bella was that kind of dog. Now, she never really tore up anything. She only weighed six pounds, and that was when she was full of food and wet. She was just the nicest, kindest, caring dog that would just come and snuggle up with you and just want to be around you just because you're there and she's there enjoying the space with you. It sucks. It sucks donkey dick that this is what has happened. She's passed away too soon, and I'm upset about it. I'm upset. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to handle it at times. I found myself at work just randomly super sad and about to burst into tears. And it sucks. It it fucking sucks. That's the only word that I have for it. But it sucks. Now, with all that being said, I want to talk about dealing with grief. Grief is a bitch. Grief will have you talking out the side of your neck to people. Grief will have you standing in the middle of a room completely forgetting what you were supposed to be doing, even though two seconds ago you said, I'm going to do this specific thing. Grief reminds you that sometimes when you were in a room that you shared with a person or an animal and now that they're gone, you are reminded just how big that room is, just how quiet that room is, just how airy that room is. Grief is a bitch, because with all that, knowing 
just the things that grief makes you realize and how it throws you completely off your equilibrium. You don't know how to get back sometimes. Like, what do you do? How do you get back? How do I get back from grief? Thankfully, I have a therapist. And I've already had two therapy sessions in a row. And I typically only do once a week because I still haven't been able to fully process my emotions, including the grief itself. But it's going to get better. It's going to get better. One of the things, and I will share this with you all, is grief and death tend to follow me. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Secretly, if I'm the god of death, or if I'm Hades, or if I'm like a cute underworld character, I really hope that at the end of this life, I get like a cute skeleton bikini or something. Like something real cute, but also reminds you of death. But I don't know why. Death seems to follow me in my lines of work, in my personal life. It just follows. And it's given me the tools to be able to deal with grief in a more rational spectrum. It doesn't really make it easier, especially when someone or a pet that I really care about passes away. The sadness is still there. The grief itself is still there. But the process itself isn't as hard because I know that there is going to be an end. So to anybody out there who's listening to this, if you are experiencing a moment of grief in your life, maybe grief is just at your front door, the doll is knocking, it will not go away. Or maybe grief is that one friend where it's like, girl, I know you have a key, but knock on the door first. I could have been in here trying out anal beads. What are we doing? But if you're in a stage of grief, or maybe grief has just hit you unexpectedly, and you haven't even started the grieving process, you just know that some shit is off with you and you don't know how to handle it. Therapy could be a good thing. And then also doing the things that get you back to you. When I say get you back to you, I mean, if you're a person who likes to go do yoga, maybe a little extra yoga might help. If you're somebody who likes to play sports, a little extra sports can help. If you're somebody who just likes to be outside, maybe just getting outside, getting away from that situation that is causing you the grief or the physical space where that grief was created can do wonders to change how you feel, react, and interact with yourself and the people around you. <clears throat> I don't know why this happened. I don't know the full details yet. All I know is that I got to hold my goddaughter, Bella, my god doctor. I'm going to call her my god doctor. I got to hold her in her arms the night before she passed away. And I am appreciative of that moment more than I can ever say. I'm so happy that I at least got to do that because it's so unfair how life can be snatched away so quickly. So everyone, we're approaching the holidays. Thanksgiving is next week. Christmas is like two years down the line after that. But of course, all the Christmas trees are up every fucking where. I saw Christmas trees everywhere. What is wrong with you people? It's too early for Christmas trees. Put them up after Thanksgiving or put them up the day before Christmas. It's only meant for one day. But that's just me. I digress. Everybody have your things and do your things. It's perfectly fine and okay. But uh, the holidays can be hard this time of year, y'all. They can be. 
And if you're dealing with grief, maybe depression, or you're just in a state where things just aren't working for you, because a lot of people during the holidays experience that, it doesn't diminish how you feel just because so many people feel it. But I do want you to know you are not alone. And there is always somebody out there who can help, talk to, maybe even give you a little laugh. I mean, shit, if you want to reach out to me, feel free to do so. Email me at lifestyleofgayblackboy, or I'm sorry, lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy, at gmail.com. And I will be sure to answer your message probably answer a question on the show for you if you need me to. And then, you know what? We can get a little ratchet. And to be quite frank about it, this time, and you know I always give y'all a little curse word limit. There is no curse word limit for this one. I want to hear all the fucking shit y'all want to talk and say to and about me. And if you're creative enough, I'm going to read your curse out on the podcast. And I will love it. So, Again, if you want to interact with the show, please reach out on all of the social medias. Also, email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you. Today, we are going to do another snip from The Anything Show with John francois It's going to be a great show. This was actually very fun to talk about when we did this show, y'all, so I hope you really, really enjoy it. If you get a chance, please listen, subscribe, follow, rate, review, Hug a stranger and tell them about the Anything Show with John Francois. It's available wherever you get podcasts, and you can also reach out to John on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois, and on YouTube under the Anything Show with John Francois. Shot glasses and keychains are available. Ten dollars for a glass, five dollars for a keychain. And maybe $3 will get you a little dance from me. But go ahead and send John a DM. Get all of his direct messages. Let him know you love the show, listen to the show, and go from there. I hope you all enjoy this episode. And at some point today, just get outside and scream the word fuck at the top of your lungs. If you're feeling stressed, it will help. The power of fuck is amazing. Bye, y'all. All right, I'm in the mood to give you $100 and an anything show with Jean-Francois shot glass and keychain Monday, November 29th. All you got to do is tell me what is on your favorite sandwich. I'm so boring and plain, I simply like peanut butter and jelly. So maybe you have something more exciting, or maybe you're as boring and lame as me and also like peanut butter and jelly. Either way, tell me what is on your favorite sandwich at facebook.com slash the anything show, Instagram and TikTok at anything show Francois. Monday, November 29th, your answer could be randomly chosen to win $100 and an anything show with Jean-Francois, shot glass and keychain. Good luck. This week's episode was brought to you by Art Legends and history podcast if you want to learn history like what was pop art who was andy warhol and why did that guy paint a can of soup this is the show for you you can find art legends in history wherever you find your favorite podcasts the anything show with jean francois is brought to you by a sensual romantic drama for the ages the mermaid and the lion find it wherever you get podcasts gaza i think i'm ready ready for what dinner me too. No, I am kind of hungry, but not for food. I'm ready for us to go to the next level physically. What about the whole marriage thing? I didn't say anything about marriage. Then hell no. I'm not going there with you, Kamora. I'm not going to be that guy. 
from the Magic 97.7 studios in Lindenville, Vermont. This is the Anything Show with John Francois. Stand by and remain cautious. Yes, I'm all vaccinated for the third time and maybe half asleep, so bear with me here. John Francois here in Lindenville, Vermont. Andrew Vanderchung joining me once again from the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast from Rochester, New York. Hello, Andrew. Hola, third uh, shotting your end. <laughs> yeah, third time's the charm, as they say. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. All right, what, are the, what the hell are we doing? Oh, oh my God, later on, we're going to have a great conversation with Cecilia and John, a husband and wife paranormal investigative team from Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. We had such a great time with them the other night, Andrew, right? Awesome time. They are just a fun couple. Yeah. Uh, for our celebrity gossip, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that Travis Scott Astro World tragedy. You, you, are you familiar with all that stuff, Andrew? I am. Oh, boy. Ask anything. Your favorite sandwich. What is on your favorite sandwich for a chance to win $100 at an anything show with Jean Francois, Shot Glass, and Keychain, November 29th? For our headlines, President Biden does a big fart, and we all love it. Listen, subscribe, follow, rate, review The Anything Show with Jean-Francois wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. And The Anything Show with Jean-Francois is also on YouTube. Shot glasses and keychains are available. $10 for a glass, $5 for the keychain. All righty, Andrew, before I go to sleep from this third shot, let's do our headlines, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, President Biden let out some very smelly gas from his bootay. And uh, given the fact that he's like 100 years old, it's probably going to smell like mothballs and, and dryer lint. So, <laughs> I know, Andrew, I'm sorry. But, yeah, at a climate summit the other week, uh, President Biden reportedly ripped a fart while talking to Camila Parker Bowles. And a source says it was, quote, long, loud, and impossible to ignore. Camila has not stopped talking about it. You know, Andrew, it, there's a lot of tension and stress that comes with being president. Sometimes you just got to let that go with a fart. You do. Sometimes you just have to let it go, take a deep breath, get it out. But I'm sure Camilla enjoyed it. I think she smells <laughs> farts in the palace. I think she does. Now, Camila, remind me who she is. Is she like Prince Charles's uh, uh, wife? Yeah, she's who he remarried after Diana. Ah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So you're saying that Camila, if she had the choice for like a big fart fragrance, a President Biden fart fragrance in the palace, she would be all up on that, like peanut butter on jelly. Oh, she would. It would be called Le Odeur. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of like, kind of reminds me of when I was a kid and I got the uh, the Eau de Toilette uh, Cologne, which was, oh, yeah. yeah, which is French for toilet water, which is like, wait, why do I want to have toilet water on my, on my body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, if, you, if, you've, if you've ever sprayed Axe on yourself as a middle schooler, that is pretty much the equivalent of uh, spraying toilet water on yourself, so. Oh, yeah, Axe. Smells like a car fire. All righty, we go from farting to diarrhea. Let's do that as a classy show. A woman in New York is going viral after telling the story of how a bout of diarrhea helped her run the fastest marathon. It happened at the Philadelphia Marathon in 2014. She kept sprinting to the next porta potty, Andrew, made nine stops in the first 16 miles, and finished in three hours and 38 minutes. So, what I got from this story, Andrew, is that if I want to be a superstar runner, I got to, like, eat tacos, drink milk, drink soda shortly before my run, and then, boom, 
Let the brown surprise roll. That is the true food of champions. Yeah. You're going to do well. I would have stopped as soon as my stomach bubbled. As soon as I felt it, I was like, no, I'm out. How do I quit this? Oh, you're not living, man, if you don't have diarrhea bubbles coming out of your butt while you're running the marathon. Come on now, man. Live! Live! (laughs) This is my biggest fear. Like, crapping myself in front of people oh my god i would just die oh lord jesus well you know what this should be a bigger fear in your mind the fact that we don't have enough shopping mall santas yeah this holiday season not surprisingly due to the pandemic there is a shopping mall santa shortage the website hiresanta.com says they're getting more requests than they can handle uh, so Santa might not make it to as many malls this year. Now, Andrew, you and I were both beautiful, bearded, uh, somewhat bald black men. You're shaved headed and I haven't gotten there yet. I, I still need to get my hair cut again at some point. Uh, but I feel like we should fill the void. I feel like we should have handsome black bearded Santas to just kind of mix things up, you know? Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Mall Santas creep me out. They are the creepiest. And so are the people of their elves. So, I'm afraid of them. So, uh, so were you traumatized as a kid from mall Santas and elves? I guess I was. My parents wanted me to take a picture with Santa sitting on his lap. And the guy looked so creepy and smelled like liquor. He smelled like a liquor store. Oh, Lord. I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. Oh, my goodness. Ho, ho, ho. Come sit on my lap. You're so comfortable. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I hope me, Santa. <laughs> now, as an adult, I think it would be very sexy to see a black Santa in some leather gear with, like, a leather Santa hat. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll do that. Oh God! What, what, what would a black Santa be like? That, that's that's something. That's something else. Ho ho ho, homeboy! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would a black Santa be like? I want I want to hear that. <laughs> I would love it. I was like, oh okay, Santa's pretty lit over here. Yeah. Hey, you know, going off of Christmas, uh, neighbors putting up their Christmas decorations. Have neighbors in your neighborhood in Rochester put up their Christmas decorations, Andrew? I have seen three places that have them up. Wow. All right. Well, 49% of Americans in a recent survey say they want to start seeing Christmas decorations in their neighborhood by Thanksgiving. Now, what's your policy, Andrew? How soon do you want to see Christmas decorations up? I am okay with seeing Christmas decorations probably the week before Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving. Uh, That's like the earliest. Okay. Well, look, I am, uh, I know this is very antiquated thinking. I like to acknowledge the holidays before Christmas before we actually celebrate Christmas. So for me, once uh, Black Friday hits, once Thanksgiving is done, that's when I'm like, all right, break out the Christmas decorations, break out the annoying Christmas music. So for the for the neighborhoods, for the neighbors that are that have the same beliefs as as I do, I, I do not want anybody, yourself included, Andrew, to chastise, to judge these folks. You know, one holiday at a time. Thanksgiving does deserve its its recognition. So if some people want to uh, wait until November, what, 26 to hang up their Christmas decorations, by God, I want to just have sex with them. They're my kind of people. 
<laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Look, good things come to people who wait. So this is a manifestation of it. I see it. Yeah. Uh, I know some people that have started their holiday shopping already. I even know some people that have finished their holiday shopping. Andrew, are, how are you on holiday shopping? Because 37% of people say they've started their holiday shopping early due to news reports about supply chain issues. 29% say they plan to spend less this year than last year. Now, me and my girlfriend, Tony, Andrew, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, because of adulting and bills and such, we have run up our credit cards to a point where we don't know how we're going to buy gifts for people. And we've agreed with each other since we don't know what to get each other for Christmas, even though this is only our second Christmas together as a couple. We've just said, you know what, let's just get one item for each other that's under a $50 value, and then that's it. Now, Andrew, I envy you when it comes to Christmas gifts. What What is your stance on Christmas gifts? I never give Christmas gifts. Are I you? never give gifts in general, to be honest, but never on Christmas. Are you a Jehovah Witness? What's going on there? <laughs> No, I just think for me, I am so incredibly stressed out by buying things and specifically buying something for somebody else where I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. So we can have food. I can just give you money. I don't know what else to do because it just causes way too much stress for me. Understandable. And you know what? I got to give a shout out to one of my cousins, uh, Rashmiel, who is a police officer, whereas everybody else, myself included, are just like, oh, my God, we have to put some thought. We have to get something physical, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, my cousin Rashmiel is just like, you know what? Everybody is just going to get a gift card with cash on it. Spend the money however you'd like. I'm going to move on. And now the family, since we're all like stressed out about like getting each other like five billion things for each person, we're now developing this secret Santa idea where uh, we're just going to like randomly choose one person to give a gift to and let that be that. And I think that's just fabulous. I think that we are slowly getting to the true meaning of Christmas, which is, you know, appreciating the family, the friends, the, the, the people around you in your life. Not to sound cheap, but really, I'm with you, Andrew. Too stressful. And I really think it's going to get to a point where I am just going to say, F gifts. Let me just celebrate Christmas for the experience of being with people, you know? Yeah, that's what I love. Like Christmas at home, we, we stopped giving gifts when we all turned eight years old. And wow. now I'm just hey, let's just do, because I like personally just love having food and spending time with family. Those are the things that I enjoyed. Wow. Well, aren't you the most sentimental, smart eight-year-old? Because usually, <laughs> like, Christmas doesn't end for kids until, I mean, maybe, like, when I think once you get, like, past the teenage stage, that's when Christmas gradually starts to become, like, oh, I really don't know what else to get or what else I want. Yeah, I think at a certain point, it becomes more about, like, experiences than just materialistic things, so... Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, Andrew, I think we're out of shape. 40% of Americans say that going up or down a single flight of stairs makes them realize how out of shape they are. And I would not blame the fact that the pandemic has a big part of this because, you know, of course, during this whole mess, a lot of people have been working from home. And unless you're like the richest person alive, you don't have an elevator at your house. The elevator is at the office. What do you say, Andrew? Are you, uh, are you feeling out of shape than ever before? Definitely. As soon as quarantine ended, when I went down my front steps to my apartment, I was out of breath. I was like, nope, this is not good. <laughs> let me just go back to bed. Forget about this. I don't, I, let, me, let me go back up that flight of stairs. Even though that's more exercise, let, let, no, I, I'm winded. I don't want to go anywhere. Let me just go to bed. I contemplated walking to my car, which was parked right in front of my apartment. I'm like, 
do I have enough energy for this? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, you're probably not going to fit into your leggings with all that out-of-shapeness, which goes to our next headline here. Uh, this uh, Amazon review went viral because there's this woman who gave her leggings five stars because she rolled down the side of a Rocky Mountain and her leggings did not rip at all. What? Mm-hmm. I, look. They didn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. They didn't rip. They didn't tear. Nothing. I immediately went and bought a pair. And now, now, are you are you a, a guy that regularly wears leggings? Are you a, a, a leggings fanatic? No, but something that's this valuable for somebody who falls all the time, I'm getting them. Wow. Well, I think Tony looks fabulous in leggings. I will tell her over and over again. And I told her the other day, I'm like, you know what? Let's get you these leggings and let me roll you down the side of a Rocky Mountain and see what happens. And I know that's a cruel thing to do to your significant other because who knows? Maybe she'll be hurt. But still, it'll be for my entertainment. That's all that matters. Yes, please just make sure Tony and you don't end up on Dateline, like one of those murder <laughs> mystery things. <laughs> yes. They were a happy couple until he rolled her down the side of a Rocky Mountain. And then things changed. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Pet parents. Uh, me and Tony, we're pet parents. We have like a billion and one pets in our house. It's insane. 40% of pet parents, Andrew, think that having a pet is just as expensive as raising a child. Oh, I only think it's as expensive if you literally treat your pets as human children. What do you think? Yeah, but I would be that person. I would spoil my dog with sweaters, bags. Carriers, all kinds of stuff. I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I love my dog, buddy. He's a cutie pie, but yeah, I mean, I'm not the kind of the, the pet parent that's like, oh, let me take you to college, let me pay for your tuition, let me, you know, uh, buy you a sweater for winter and a and a nice uh, 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 tank top for summer, and like, I just I don't do that. I, I'm just very simple. Maybe every now and then I'll give him like something to dress up for for Halloween, but other than that, it's like, nope, I'm gonna feed you. I'm gonna make Make sure you go out to poo and pee, and then that's it. So, I don't know. So, I mean, call, call me a boring pet parent, Andrew, but that's how I am. See, I'm terrible. I got sweaters and everything, and I'll be the type of pet parent. I'll look at my dog like, I think you've walked too much. Let me carry you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pets are too spoiled sometimes. We have to put them down to earth. We have to let them know that, hey, I'm the person that's giving you a, a nice home to live under. Be humble. Walk yourself. <laughs> To the gas station and get me gas, please. Oh, Lord Jesus. All right. uh, Falling asleep. Andrew and I, we're both night owls, and I guess we're going to die because apparently a research says that 10 and 11 p.m., from 10 to 11 p.m., that's the sweet spot for falling asleep. It's best for your heart. If you do not go to bed from 10 to 11 p.m., according to this recent study, you are going to increase your risk of getting cardiovascular disease. Andrew. Um, shall we write our will right now? Because I guess we're screwed. Yeah, I'm screwed. I just want to know who can I sue. Tell me who I can sue because I was not provided with information in my adulthood until now. And now somebody's responsible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now. 10 o'clock? That's when the party just starts to get going at the bar. Like, what? The, who's going to sleep at 10 o'clock? Right. Like, you've got to be up because you're going to miss all of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe 3, 4 in the morning. If you could, like, push that time to 3, 4 in the morning, I think that'll be just fabulous. 
Uh, if I can just negotiate the hours right, it'll work. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Uh, you know, we were talking about how uh, Christmas is uh, often uh, the the thing that overshadows Thanksgiving. Uh, and, you know, no surprise, uh, we're getting a shortage of Thanksgiving foods. I guess an even more reason to have Christmas be the bigger spotlight. A new report found that grocery stores only have 39% as many turkeys as they normally would, 80% as much cranberry sauce, 75% as many sweet potatoes. You know what, Andrew, to go back to our Christmas gift conversation, why can't there be a Christmas gift shortage? Wouldn't that be a happier scenario and less stressful than, you know, Thanksgiving food shortage? Because we need food to eat. We need food to survive. Yeah. I'd rather have this shortage of gifts. And this leaves me wondering, will a turkey be pardoned this year? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, uh, I, I fear that if our traditional Thanksgiving foods are gone, we're going to be stuck with Pop-Tarts slathered with butter. <laughs> yeah, I kid you not. Next headline here. The makers of Pop-Tarts, they want us to start slathering them with butter so you have chocolate butter, strawberry butter, sea salt butter, cinnamon with cardamom and ginger butter, honey habanero butter, balsamic fig butter. Yeah, I mean, as if the artificial filling and the sugary frosting wasn't enough. Yes, let's add butter on top of the Pop-Tart, Andrew. I'm not buying any butter from a Pop-Tart company. Yeah. can't do it. This really sounds disgusting. Disgusting. And you know what's also disgusting? Plenty of fish. That trashy-ass trailer trash dating website. I've had experiences. Andrew, I think by your laughing on the Zoom call, you've had experiences with plenty of fish. And plenty, Yeah, plenty of fish uh, out of all the websites is giving us like a list of uh, dating trends that we should expect for 2022. Uh, and they include hesitating, where you're not sure if you want to be serious or casual. Vacations where you vacation with someone you just started dating because, you know, hey, YOLO, you only live once. Now, Andrew, you were not surprised by any of these dating trends. Explain. No. Plenty of fish is super late. They are behind. The gays have been doing this for decades, centuries, millennia. Like, you find somebody on a hookup app, you're like, hey, I'm going to Barbados tomorrow. You want to come? You invite them with you. And there you go. Wow. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Well, you know what? Um, I, I, I am all for people doing these trends, uh, the vacations, the hesitating. Just please do not do it on Plenty of Fish, okay? Do yourself a favor. Upgrade to uh, OkCupid, Grindr, uh, Match.com, eHarmony, anything other than Plenty of Fish. Yeah, not Grindr. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, I thought uh, okay. So is 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 Grinder not even like at least a good hookup website? Oh, Grinder is a fantastic hookup website, but it's strictly hookups. You're not even going to get to hey, what's your name? It's just like how big is it, and can I come over? Wow! All right. Well, <laughs> damn, that is very disappointing because I was about to make some Grinder appointments tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm in a committed monogamous relationship, but yet I'm saying on the air that, yeah, I think I, I think I want to sleep with a man tonight, Andrew. I think I just want to go on Grinder and just let my thing loose. Grinder is the place to go. It'll tell you they're five feet away or 25 feet away. Yeah. I don't want to grind her. I want to grind him. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, headlines. If you have a headline that you want to share with me and Andrew, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, Instagram, and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. We're also on YouTube. 
under the Anything Show with John Francois. All right, John and Andrew here. We are lovely people who want to give you a $100 gift card and an Anything Show with John Francois shot glass and keychain Monday, November 29th. Andrew, shall we do a round of something I'd like to call Ask Anything? Let's do it. Yes. Yes, indeed. What is on your favorite sandwich? That is the answer or the question, rather, that we want you to answer by November 29th for the money and the merch. Uh, Lots of great responses on our social media so far. Big and Beatful on Instagram says tuna. Modi.aefc says steak sandwich. Uh, Michelle is a veggie girl all the way. She likes hummus, lettuce, tomatoes. Pickles and tofu. Hey, you have a veggie friend, Andrew. Look at that. <laughs> Delicious. That does? That really does. I'm going to try this tonight. All right. Well, you two try that out while I go try some normal food. <laughs> I kid. I kid. I mean, you guys are going to be healthy and you're going to live uh, like 20 years longer than me. So what am I What am I making fun of you for? Uh, and finally, Cindy says, oh, her favorite after Thanksgiving, she likes to have turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce with a little mayo on that bread. Cindy, uh, you are very creative. I, I really thought that it was just like, oh, turkey, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise. I, th- I think that's what I used to do for Thanksgiving leftovers. Uh, but the fact that you're adding the cranberry sauce, a little bit of mayo, getting all creative there. Cindy, give me a hug. Give me a kiss. You are my gal. Alrighty, uh, ask anything. Uh, November 29th is when we announce the winner of a $100 gift card and an anything show with Jean-Francois shot glass and keychain. All you gotta do is tell me what's on your favorite sandwich in time for that deadline. Facebook.com slash anything show. Instagram and TikTok at anything show Francois. YouTube, the anything show with Francois. Jean-Francois, whatever. I mean, there's so many ways you could get up on this, uh, this train, this gravy train. Alrighty, uh, later on, we got a conversation coming up with Cecilia and John from the Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks podcast. If you love paranormal activity, if you like the idea of ghosts coming up behind you and tapping you on the shoulder and then messing with your head, uh, this, is a, this is a conversation that you'll want to listen to with me and Andrew right here on The Anything Show. Now, uh, before we get further uh, into uh, the show that we like to call The Anything Show, of course, we have to acknowledge all the sponsors that make this show possible. Uh, starting off with a new sponsor of ours, Andrew, because you know what? If there's anything I love, it's deodorant. I hope you like deodorant too, Andrew, because if not, I can smell you from here. Lather it on my body. Mm, 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 mm. Hey, Carpe. Carpe is a, a, a new partner of ours on the Anything Show. We want to acknowledge them right now. Um, you know, Carpe, Andrew, uh, they're here to remind us that life can get sweaty sometimes. Uh, Carpe likes to keep us dry. Now, dry usually has a negative stigma to it, but no, Carpe is letting you know that dry is a good thing. Now, did you know that deodorants only mask odor and most antiperspirants offer mediocre sweat control at best? Did you know that, Andrew? I didn't know that. Well, uh. there you go. Carpe has not only have created a revolutionary underarm antiperspirant, a lotion that outperforms every major antiperspirant on the market in a pit-to-pit test, Carpe also has a full line of sweat care for everywhere. Now, Carpe, Andrew, founded by two guys who had sweaty palms. <laughs> they had sweaty palms. <laughs> I'm sorry, this made me laugh. They have sweaty palms their whole lives. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds like very nervous guys going through puberty. They're trying to get the girl in high school to go to the dance with them, but they can't. They can't. Uh, Carpe was created with dermatologists and people actually diagnosed as excessive sweaters. 
No, not sweater the thing you wear on your on your on your on your body, but like people who excessively sweat. Disgusting. So Carpe is there to save the day. Oh boy. So if you want to avoid a sweaty face, underarm stains, smelly feet, below the belt sweat, but b- below <laughs> below the belt sweat. <laughs> oh goddamn, this third covid shot. Uh Carpe has a solution for you. Carpe has a 60-day full no questions asked money back guarantee. Find their full line at mycarpe.com. That is my c a r p e .com. And even better, Andrew, our Anything Show listeners can save 15% by using the code Anything Show at checkout. Anything Show at checkout. All one word, no space to save 15% on their first order of Carpe. How does that sound, Andrew? That sounds amazing. Guys get it for that below the belt sweat. Oh, yeah. You know, that below the belt sweat, not always as sexy as you think. Sometimes there's some mustiness that happens down there. So you got to make sure that uh, you got that crap covered. Um, you know, Andrew, my carpe is coming uh, in the mail at some point. So I can't wait to try it. And I can't wait to uh, talk about my experience at some point uh, right here on the Anything Show. All right, uh, Andrew, uh, let's see. Let's acknowledge uh, one of our other sponsors. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about another partner of ours. Sound good? Yes, the Anything Show with Jean-Francois brought to you by Foxhound. My goodness, TV is just so boring nowadays. And on top of that, I want drugs, but I cannot afford them. And on top of that, I am still paying that damn alimony. So how about I solve my frustrations by reading How to See a Man About a Dog, Collected Writings. Why? Because it's surreal. It's strange. Just like me. It's How to See a Man About a Dog. And me as a dog owner, I can totally relate to this. I'm going to get my dose of surreal prose and poetry with this dark comedy collection. The ebook is available on Kindle Unlimited, and print copies are available on Amazon, the Book Depository, and more. Thanks so much for supporting the Anything Show with Jean Francois. All right. Uh, Anything Show with Jean Francois also brought to you by Heart Soul Heat, the makers of Ghost Honey, a 100% American made hot honey. It's a ghost pepper infused raw honey. Now, uh, Andrew, I recently tried it on a slice of pizza and I posted the video on pretty much all our socials Facebook.com slash Anything Show, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere at Anything Show Francois. I loved it. I was fabulous. Now, Andrew, you recently had your ghost honey mail to you, please describe your experience, because when you uh, were describing it to me off the air, you were almost orgasmic. Oh, it was delicious. So I first put it on steamed vegetables. Fire. So good. It's got this nice little kick. My lips were tingling, but it was super sweet at the same time. And it just all looked great. And then I had it this morning on top of pancakes. And when I tell you, my mind was blown. Those were the best pancakes I have ever had. Wow. Honey on pancakes, man. There are so many creative ways to use the honey on on all kinds of foods. Pizza, fried chicken, pancakes, stir-fried vegetables. It's insane. So, uh, you know, ghost honey is pretty much for everything. It adds that sweet and spicy taste that you need to have in your life. And I believe if you enter the code anything at heartsoulheat.com, 50% off your first order with the code anything, heartsoulheat.com. Dot com. Use the promo at checkout to get that 50% off deal. Uh, thanks so much, Heart Soul Heat, for sponsoring the Anything Show with John Francois. And, uh, you know, Andrew, you even provided a video of your ghost honey experience. Can you tell people how to access that video? Sure. Check it out on the TikTok. 
at AJ underscore Vandertime. And you can see the video. Awesome. It's raving review. Love it. Love it. Love it. Ghost Honey, they're going to be a partner of ours for a while. So we will love, we would love for you to try it out. Uh, give them some love, just like we've given them enough love right here on the Anything Show. Alrighty, let's do it. Celebrity gossip. Andrew, are you ready? I'm ready. Yes! Alrighty, we start, uh, unfortunately, on a sad note. <laughs> I'm sorry. Travis Scott, uh, you know, of course, he had this big Astro World concert that really ended tragically. I mean, eight people were killed. Uh, 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 quite a few people were injured. Now, when I first saw this uh, headline, Andrew, I thought it was a mass shooting, but apparently, uh, there could be death and injuries from just a lot of people stampeding to the front of the stage. Now, um, I mean, do, do you know anything specific about this uh, incident that I may not know? Um, the things that I heard on the news, like people getting poked with like a needle and getting like injected with drugs involuntarily, and then somebody having like a seizure or something, and he stopped the show but didn't stop it. Yeah. But then to- a video of there's an ambulance driving through the crowd and the people at the concert were jumping on top of it not letting it move oh my lord so it seems like a very weird situation very odd and of course it's debatable as to whether travis scott and drake who was also there like whether they like knew uh in time that something was happening because you know you see uh, travis scott going to an after party um and uh, he says that he didn't know what was happening until I guess after the after party. Uh, I mean, Kylie Jenner claims that nobody knew what was happening, but yet uh, I think there's like some video or some proof out there of Kylie Jenner like being freaked out during the concert when she heard something and then running out or whatever. So there's all these like conflicting reports about what actually happened on that concert. Uh, but you know, uh, Travis Scott. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he's he's being generous as he can to uh, pay all the funeral costs for the, the eight people that were killed at that Astro World Festival. However, that's not going to stop like the forty six lawsuits that he's got. And uh, I know that Live Nation, the the concert uh, company that held this, they're they're giving refunds to everybody who bought tickets for that Friday and Saturday concert. Obviously, the Saturday concert had to be canceled after the events on Friday night. So we'll see what happens as the story develops, you know? Yeah. I mean, the least they can do is pay for the people's funerals. I hope they pay out millions. And Travis Scott is the only person that's responsible. The major problem that I have with his response and the people's response are saying, oh, well, we didn't know. There's no way you didn't see this massive ambulance driving to the front of the stage. In every video I've seen, and there's people climbing on the scaffolding, telling the people working, people are dying down here. Mm. Like, screaming at these people, and nothing was done. So I hope wherever the ball was dropped here, whoever is responsible gets held accountable. Absolutely. Hey, are you a big fan of the Netflix series You, Andrew? I love it. I love it, too. Uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend, Tony, were caught up. We, we recently finished the, the third season. And if you remember... I don't want to spoil it too much for people who are a fan of the show who have not seen the complete third season. Um, But, you know, the main character's love interest, uh, Love, there is a point in that season where she uh, basically has an affair with a teenager. And it turns out the actress and the actor in real life, they may be dating. And I remember sending this text to Tony with the picture and everything. And she's just like, whoa, this is kind of creepy feeling. Because uh, we had the same reaction during the show. Like, what the hell is Love doing with an 18-year-old? 
Uh, so I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, it's different. At first, I thought he was a different person in the show. Yeah, and then now, okay, this is very awkward. I still look at him as a child now that I see his face outside of the show. I'm like, okay. Maybe he's a teenager on the show, but in real life, he's actually like 25, 26 or something. So I, I, I didn't have time to look at it. Uh, we, we don't know. But, uh, you know, shouts out to Victoria Pedretti and Dylan Arnold. They are the names of the actors who are that who, who, are, who we're talking about right now. Uh, and we'll just uh, see how things develop as time goes by. Hillary Duff. Of course, Hillary Duff. We all know her. I mean, you, you watched Lizzie McGuire on Disney Channel growing up, Andrew, right? No. I didn't watch Lizzie McGuire. I don't even know what the show is. Oh. But I love some of the music that Hillary Duff put out when I was older. Uh, and the music was pretty good. Okay. Well, Hillary Duff uh, knows that people might call her a child abuser because she's deciding to get her seventh month old daughter's ears pierced. Now, I mean, I, look, I, it's probably going to be a painful experience for the child. But my thing is, like, hey, it's your child. You do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, what are your thoughts, Andrew? My thoughts on it is. Life is pain. She's just teaching her child early. Like, it's going to hurt. But it'll be beautiful at the end. Hey, to show you how painful life is going to be, honey, let me stab your ears with these earrings. Symbolism at its <laughs> finest. Gym at the end. Huh? But there's a beautiful gem at the end. It's like, oh, through your pain, look what you got. I love that. A beautiful gem at the end. Figuratively and literally, a beautiful gem at the end. I like that. Mm-hmm. All righty, you know what I also love? Surprisingly, Carrie Underwood. Now, Carrie Underwood, I mean, she's one of those, like, pop country crossovers who, you know, yeah, every now and then, like, you know, if she gives me a Jesus takes the wheel or before he cheats, like, I, I can dig it. I can dig it. I remember her, of course, when she was on American Idol. Um, and now uh, I think she almost was going to release a comedic holiday song called Stretchy Pants. People actually prepaid for this song, Andrew, but then it disappeared from the streaming platforms as if it was never there. Luckily, I found a clip on Reddit, and I got to say, Carrie Underwood, getting my spices going. I love this song. Let me know what you think about it. Stretchy Pants. Ask me where I got them, Amazon at my door. And if I wear this pair out, I'm on a bomb some more. I got leftovers waiting in the fridge for repeating. Give me a nap and an hour. You know they gonna get eaten. So bring on the turkey, potatoes, casserole dishes Cause I ain't messing around with them button up bridges Can't get my skinny jeans on, but don't feel sorry for me Cause I just tried everything and I'm going back around Three, I got my stretchy pants on I got my stretchy pants on Hey, stand next to life where you better work it for me Cause I'm about to You know, I, I was head bopping that to that song, Andrew. I don't know. What, what did you think? <laughs> this is the best song she's ever made. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Now, is that saying? Oh, now, is I that saying? I went on streaming. I went on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you could find it, because apparently it, it may not it may not be released in full yet. So, yeah, I feel like you know, screw all the other Christmas music that we get. Like, let's get this. If Christmas music could be this bopping in the club, especially because the clubs or bars are really not known for playing Christmas music. Come on now. Carrie Underwood could have a second life in the clubs with this song. This could give... No, I'm not going to lie. It cannot even compare to All I Want for Christmas. But (laughs) I would still dance to this. (laughs) Speaking of which, your girl Mariah Carey, may I mention, Andrew, uh, you know, 
she's teaming up with McDonald's. I know you are not crazy about McDonald's. Me, you know, I look at it like heroin in that I uh, disapprove of it, but I, yet I still shoot it up my arm. <laughs> uh, Mariah Carey is actually teaming up with McDonald's for 12 days of free food with her Mariah menu. It starts December 13th and will only be available on the McDonald's app with the minimum purchase of a dollar. So because I had, McDon- because I had McDonald's uh, like the other day, Andrew, I- I'm not going to lie. This makes me approve of Mariah Carey during Christmas time. I really only associated her with that All I Want for Christmas is You song that plays over and over again on the radio. But now that she's teaming up with my favorite love-hate place, McDonald's, I may think differently, you know? I'm going to be first in line, well, digitally now, every day. I I have to do it. It's Mariah Carey. But you're vegan. Are you willing to break your vegan thing just for Mariah Carey at McDonald's? There might be some vegan options, even if I just have to get bread with lettuce, tomato, and pickle on it. Okay. I do it. Oh, Lord Jesus. Can you imagine Mariah Carey eating McDonald's? I feel like she's too much like of a like a spotless, shiny diva with very particular food choices to be like, ah, oh, I'm just going to have a Big Mac and a Diet Coke. I feel like if she gets McDonald's, they dump her, like, drink into a wine glass. Her food comes out on a porcelain plate. Yeah. Like, there's no way she's getting the basic McDonald's we all get. Absolutely not. All righty, uh, we go from uh, one of our boo-boos, Mariah Carey, to our other boo-boo, Dwayne Johnson. Can we get enough of Dwayne Johnson? No. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel wants Dwayne The Rock Johnson to return for the 10th Fast and Furious movie. He says, quote, on social media, you have a very important role to play. Hobbs cannot be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny, end quote. Now, the reason why this is news is Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, they've been known to have like a kind of a feud. It it was reported that they didn't really get along on the Fast and Furious movie sets. Um, I don't know, Andrew. I mean, do you think it's really necessary for Dwayne to respond to this? I don't think he needs to respond to it. This is the most dramatic statement I've ever seen. Yeah. Somebody said it's your destiny to be here. (laughs) That's like very excessive. But... I mean, I can see why they want the rock back. He's the money maker. He really is. He really is. Oh, goodness gracious. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. I don't even like Fast and the Furious. I think they're terrible movies, but I started watching as soon as he was in it. Oh, well, there you go. That makes sense. I mean, he is the key that unlocks the door for us, you know? Yes. <sighs> when I watched it, my friends were like, oh, that car was good. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. When is the rock going to be back on the screen? I don't care. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Well, you know what? The Rock is our hunk, but for a lot of people lately, uh, Pete Davidson is, is is their hunk. And, you know, I, I think I think him and Kim Kardashian are still having their whatever they're having. And this is troublesome because Ye, of course, Kanye, now called a Ye, uh, he says he wants to stay with Kim Kardashian. He says that, 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 that they're not even divorced. Uh, but yet, Ye was seen with a 22-year-old model recently, and he recently unfollowed Kim on social media for, like, the second time in two months. So I asked Pete, do you really want to have this baggage with, you know, hanging around with Kim Kardashian? What do you think, Andrew? This is a weird one. Um, Kanye should be more focused on what's going on with whatever that haircut is that he currently has. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it looks insane. It looks like a child just took a razor to his head. But... Pete Davidson, yo, get rid of Kim. Come over to the good side. <laughs> get some of us over here. 
I will give you a guided tour. You know what? I saw an interview of P. Davidson on like Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon the other day. You know what? The guy does have like a nice, funny charm. I can see why women are into him. I mean, looks wise, he's not my type. He's because he, he just looks like a guy that I want to uh, feed and take to rehab. Like he just has that like skinny, pale, white boy on meth kind of look that I'm just not really into. But you know what? As a personality, I think he's fabulous. I would love to hang out with Pete Davidson. And uh, you know, model Emily Ratajkowski actually broke down the other day. I think on Seth Meyers on what makes Pete Davidson attractive to women. She said, quote, he seems super charming. He's vulnerable. He's lovely. His fingernail polish is awesome. He looks good. I love that. You know, he's he's, he's obviously uh, testing uh, or, or screwing around with gender norms right there, Andrew. I mean, doesn't that make him more attractive or what? You know what? It really does. It still looks like he smells like spoiled milk, but <laughs> he's attractive. Oh, boy. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, salt and pepper. You a big fan of salt and pepper, Andrew? I am. Push it. Yeah. Well, apparently um, Sandra Denton from salt and Peppa remembers back in the day when they would sing Push It Live, and people actually thought they were saying the P word. I wish they were. Yeah. I mean, it would be funny, but uh, like Push and, you know, Pussy? Like, what? What? It doesn't sound close at all. <laughs> now, 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 how, now, how does the chorus go? Is it like, ah, push it? Like, is it, is, is that how the chorus goes? Yeah, that is the chord. And I'm thinking about it now. If they were saying the P word as opposed to push, it wouldn't sound as good. Yeah. Ah, pussy it. Ah, pussy it. Like, what? It, 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 no. And you know what? They said they were actually going to almost get kicked out of the show for saying that word that they actually didn't even say. So... I don't know, man. That's that's just a very, very odd thing to be displaying right there. Um, hey, uh, Squid Game. Andrew, you're a big fan of Squid Game on Netflix, right? I love it. So the creator was intentionally going to just leave it at that one season, but apparently he felt so pressured by the massive success of the show that there actually is going to be another season. We don't know when it's going to happen, but there will be a second season of Squid Game. Now, without spoiling anything, Andrew, based on how the first season of Squid Game ended, I mean, is it really possible for it to come back with a second season that is just as entertaining? It's possible to create another season. I'm going to watch it, but I actually wish it wasn't being made. I like where it was left off at, Mm -hmm. but there's definitely space to do a whole lot more. Mm. Okay. Well, that's good food for thought. Uh, Tom Hanks. Are you a big fan of Tom Hanks? I love him. Love him as well. Great actor. Uh, just one of those. He he is the uh, anti-Dwayne Johnson in that uh, where Dwayne Johnson is like great with like looks and appeal and charm. Tom Hanks is just he has the his equivalent is acting talent. Just pure charm and acting talent on the screen. Tom Hanks actually said his top three favorite movies to make were A League of Their Own, Castaway, and Cloud Atlas. Three Tom Hanks movies that I've actually never seen. Have you seen these movies, Andrew? I've seen Castaway and Cloud Atlas. I haven't seen the other one. Now, did, did, did Castaway and Cloud Atlas, did they look fun as Tom Hanks claims they were? Like, in Castaway, I actually had a huge crush on Tom Hanks. It was a really good movie. Um, and then Cloud Atlas is kind of like the sci-fi spacey movie yeah. in a Tim Halle Berry, and they just have the best chemistry. Like, it's really good. Hmm, interesting. All right. I really thought that Tom Hanks was going to go for, like, Forrest Gump, maybe Toy Story, like, 
But really, Forrest Gump. I'm, I'm so surprised he didn't mention Forrest Gump because that's pretty much the iconic role that he's known for all the way home, you know? Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, and lastly, I think this is our last headline before we uh, piece out of this uh, celebrity gossip. Uh, Paul Rudd. Are you familiar with Paul Rudd? I Googled him. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before Googling him, did you even know who he was? No. Oh, my God. Well, Paul Rudd, wonderful guy. I, I first saw him on guest appearances on the TV show Friends, and then uh, you started seeing him on, like, the 40-year-old version, Anchorman, I Love You, Man, like, all those great comedies with Judd Apatow. And uh, now he's Ant-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ant-Man is my favorite. Yes. that. Thank you. Yes. He's okay. Ant-Man. Yes. <laughs> that, now you know. Yeah. I had a feeling that if I mentioned something Marvel-related, you would probably get it, Andrew. Yeah. Now, a lot of people will mention, like, Iron Man or uh, Spider-Man or whatever as their favorite Marvel people. Ant-Man is my favorite of the uh, Marvel heroes because he, it's just like a quirky – he's just a quirky, fun character. Like, Marvel is known overall for, like, their great comedy and action. And I think Ant-Man, uh, f- for me, represents, like, the most fun out of all the Marvel heroes. And it's all because of Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd, while deservingly, like, he just got awarded the sexiest man alive from People magazine. Yeah, yeah. And he says he's going to lean into it. You know, he he says he hopes that he gets invited to sexy dinners with the likes of George Clooney, Michael B. Jordan. He hopes that he spends time on yachts as sexy people typically do. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think Michael B. Jordan actually was last year's Sexiest Man Alive. So now uh, Paul Rudd, who is 52, by the way, looks like he's like 32. Fabulous, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. He looks great. I saw the magazine cover. He looks phenomenal on it. I can agree with this one. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, Paul Rudd, uh, since Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not in our bedroom yet, come to our bedroom. We welcome you. <laughs> yes. All righty. Uh, celebrity gossip. If you have a piece of celebrity gossip, you want to give me and Andrew, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show. Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. YouTube is where you can find us under the Anything Show with John Francois. Alrighty, John and Andrew here. Coming up right now, we're going to uh, get into a wonderful, wonderful conversation and some icebreakers with Cecilia and John. They are a husband and wife paranormal investigative team that are the hosts of the podcast Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. And um, (laughs) I love that uh, we created such a strong bond with them, Andrew, that Cecilia actually wants to adopt you. Remember that? Yes, they do. We uh, got beef, and I would be a part of the family. Yeah, Cecilia messaged me afterwards and was just like, you know what? I don't don't know what to make of that. That was, like, strange, and that was exciting, and that was just strange. And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you're on the Anything Show with John and Andrew. Just you, you come out and you just don't know what the hell just went on, but you loved it anyway. Yeah, so come and get weird with us, and you'll take a second dip. Love it, love it, love it. All right, Cecilia <laughs> and uh, John, me and Andrew, our conversation with them coming up right now. Let's get going, I guess. I mean, we're already on the Zoom meeting and everything seems to be not crashing and burning so far. Why would you say that out loud? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. I just, you know, I like to point things out. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll see if it crashes and burns. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, so Cecilia and John coming from the, uh, 
I, I have the paper here. The Crazy Cat Paranormal <laughs> Podcast. Is that what the podcast is called? Yes, Crazy we Cat are. Paranormal Speaks. Okay. So I listened to a, a, a few episodes of your podcast uh, the other Thank day. You. Fantastic. Uh, so I know that it's uh, a podcast that dives into uh, paranormal paranormal experiences, investigations, things like that. I mean, I was really drawn to the title, Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. What, what uh, you know, led you to come up with that title? <laughs> um, uh, we're crazy cat people. Oh. So our competition cook-off team is River Cats, and we have cats, and we have more cats, and everything I do in my life is cats. Uh, and we thought... This whole thing was just kind of crazy, right? The whole thing, the whole idea is crazy for us to be getting into all this social media stuff and doing all this. And it's like, hey, why not? Why not just call it Crazy Cat and go from there? And that's how our paranormal team and our Facebook group and all that came into being. And then when the lockdown happened and we couldn't go out to sites and we couldn't go do residential cases or anything like that, I turned around to John and said, how hard would it be to set up a podcast? Uh <laughs> so that's me, how we got there me, me being a musician and having all the uh audio production equipment and knowledge and all that stuff i thought for one moment and i said well probably not too hard well i was wrong <laughs> so it turned out to be quite a challenge to get to the point that we can host four remote callers and uh the two of us all at the same time and record and produce but we did it and so well, here we uh, are in all fairness here, um, we don't do Zoom like a lot of people will do Zoom and then pull the audio because my husband is OCD and a musician and technically crazy. I'm an uh, audio person. He's an audio person. So he had to yep. set up this elaborate audio. Uh, listeners, you can't see me shaking my head, but just know that I'm shaking my head. Resignation. Can't even describe what's sitting in the middle of our living room right now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> everything uh, turned out fantastic here in the Zoom room, and of course, especially your podcast. Uh, what I was really drawn to, I listened to one of the, uh, I think the episode was like called Campfire Something, and uh-huh. I, I, was, I was drawn to the fact that you guys had like these interesting calls uh, with uh, listeners who uh, had these paranormal experiences. And I guess I wanted to know, like, how, how, did you, how did you get these people to like call in and tell you their experiences? Uh some of them are people that we we know from being in the paranormal field our travels yeah right from our travels some are from our facebook group some are from our neighborhood uh a few people like friends of friends of friends the reason that we do this and we try to do this once a year and i say that like we have been around forever but this is our second year we're in our second year now uh so many people have had experiences and so many people have stories, but it's still kind of taboo to talk about. For, for them. For them. Um, us, we'll talk about it all day long. But for most people, it's still kind of taboo. People look at them crazy, kind of like you're looking at me now on the Zoom video. Uh, <laughs> and we wanted to give them a, an avenue, a forum to tell their stories and to know that they're not crazy, that they're not experiencing these things by themselves it's not just them Uh, people listen to the story and they come up and they say yeah you know i had something like that happen to me too and then they'll want to talk about it a little bit and right like i like to give give them validation give them reassurance Mm -hmm. that 
Um, it's okay. It's okay. Can you give me, can you give, can you give me uh, an example of like a really fantastic uh, paranormal story that you got uh, for, for your podcast? That hasn't been released yet or one of our personal ones? Oh, I mean, it could be one that's released, you know, kind of, you know, kind of gets new listeners uh, coming to your podcast. Wow. I think, I think my favorite one was Michael in New Orleans. Yeah. I was going to go there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was really sweet. Yeah. This gentleman, this gentleman and his wife were in a bar in New Orleans and um, I'm trying to remember where he's from Michigan. I think. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the Midwest, but they frequented New Orleans. That was one of their favorite spots. And so they had gone there many times over the years. So go ahead. And this last time that they were there, uh, he kept feeling somebody touching him and like kind of siding up to him and, you know, caressing on him and and things like that. And it was just, he had such a profound experience with something that was there that was uh, paying him attention above anybody else. And he finds out later, basically, that there was a woman there uh, that was known to the staff and known to the patrons of the bar that he was in, uh, some kind of, trying to remember what the story was behind this woman, but she was kind of like one of those those brokenhearted, lonely entities. And she had just given him so much attention. And he comes to find out later when he sees a picture of her of her fiance. I think it was her fiance. I'd have to go back and listen to the story in full, but and it looks, and he showed it to us, and it looks so much like him. And it was just really just a sweet little story. Wow. Huh. Andrew, was there any uh, particular moments that you enjoyed from the podcast? Any paranormal experiences that stuck out to you? First, the campfire tells is fantastic. Two episodes. Uh, I have another one coming out in about two weeks. It was really, really good. I liked it. Um, Thank you. Sleepless at the Conjuring House. That was a good episode. I've been obsessed with possession or possessed homes and items. Yeah. So for myself, I was like, oh, I'm diving into this one. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, either of you noticed, talking about these stories or even interacting or visiting the places where these things have occurred have you noticed anything happening to you like do you feel like a spirit or an entity has attached or followed you just from learning about them hey john you want to tell them your story yeah so it wasn't really being in a place that was known to be uh highly paranormal activity but for a period of time um so I went to help my sister develop a, uh, of all things, this is going to sound strange, but it's true. I can't make this up. She was cultivating a uh, organic mushroom farming business outside of Houston. And she needed help with the environmental systems. And so I'm in HVAC and, and mechanical things and such. And so she called me and said, can you come over here and stay with me for a few months and help develop these systems and these different grow facilities and, and lighting and HVAC and all that. And I, I said, promise sure. It was all legal stuff. Oh yeah. This is, <laughs> it was all legal. <laughs> yeah. Th- this was organic mushrooms to be sold at market, not psilocybin mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
Yeah, m- much to my chagrin. But anyway, um, so I went over there and we were doing that. And in the process, I would spend uh, the property was a uh, three acre horse property with a, a main homestead, several loping sheds, a main horse barn, pastures, fences. Um, you know, you get the picture, kind of a sprawl of property. And I would spend long nights late at night outside of my regular daytime job out working in the barn, developing these uh, pieces of equipment. And when I was doing that, I would notice a little boy and a little girl in my peripheral vision. And they were always dressed in like night clothes. Like the boy was in classic pajamas and the girl was in a flowy nightgown. They were probably the boy was younger than the girl. They were probably maybe eight and 10 years of age, I would just guess. Um, And the more I worked out there late at night alone, the more the girl seemed to be interested in what I was doing. And she became more and more uh, present. And so fast forward to a decade later, um, I moved to New York and Cecilia and I uh, got together there in New York. And she came with me. And she was there in our first rented home. And then we later bought a home on Long Island and she came there with me. And then she and I raised a family there to, to that point. And then we migrated here to the Austin area and she came here too. And so (laughs) don't know if there's an attachment to a particular piece of tool or hardware or something I've carried with me all these years, everywhere I've gone, or if she's attached to me myself, we don't know. But um, we really find it to be quite profound that she has, has stayed the course. Now we have a couple other haunts here at the house that just are here, but none of them have a history like that. Yeah. And if you go and look on our YouTube, there's some videos. Um, we when we first pulled up to this house after we bought it the day that we moved in, she, we could actually physically see her on the lawn. Yep. Um, and being investigators, there's a couple of videos where we have had interactions with her where she has done things for us on command or as a direct communication with us. Uh, it, so it's 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 nice, you know. <laughs> in a way, it's nice um, that she is comfortable enough to interact with us. Hmm. How can we find your YouTube page? Can, can, can you uh, give it the YouTube link so we can find a visual for that? Uh, yeah, go on YouTube. Look for Crazy Cat Paranormal. All right. And It'll be YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Crazy Cat Paranormal. C for channel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where, where are you guys based? And uh, upon moving into the house, did you know that there was a history or some kind of hauntings related to it? Or was it just kind of something that popped up while uh, you've been living there? Uh, mostly something that's popped up since we've been here. I don't know if the house was haunted before we got here. Yeah. Uh, it's been subtle things that have increased over the years. We've been in this house, what, 15 years now, John? 16 yep, years? 15, 15. Yeah, um, excuse me, but it's been subtle things. Uh, I, a couple of entities that we have or a couple of energies that we have in this house may have followed us home from other places. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I won't swear to it. Uh, although um, the young guy, I think the young guy followed us home from somewhere. Uh, and the girl, I think, came with that piece of wood we got from that particular place. I can't name on here. 
but it's nothing destruct- destructive or disruptive, or it's all been very gentle and very yeah. caring. Uh, we actually even have a haunted doll that found its way to us um, who has done direct, direct communication with us through IT. Oh, Cecilia, are you there? I think she froze. She did. Oh, John, you want to take over? <laughs> uh, yeah. She, she, and, oh, here oh, she here. is. Cecilia, you froze. Oh, did I? Am I back? At, yeah, at, yeah. At, at direct ITC with Dawn. You froze oh. right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I love the interwebs. How about you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I was just saying that she she's given us her name, her direct name. She has uh, answered questions directly. Direct. Yeah. Direct responses. Uh, she she moves. Oh, my gosh. She moves all the time. So. Wow. And, you know, I, I always wonder with paranormal investigators, like what what goes into the work of investigating? I mean, do, do you do you write notes? Do you uh, keep a, an agenda of things like how, how does the work into paranormal investigations work? Usually when when we are approaching like a residential case, um, we sit down, and you interview the family or you interview whoever's in the residence or the or the business. We've done a number of businesses over the past year about what's going on and what they've seen and, and things like that. Uh, the things that you kind of want to look out for, especially if these are people who are not known to you are um, potential drug use, potential mental illnesses, yep. you know, things like that. Um, I like to do a walkthrough before I get into the history of the building. Yeah. The history of the property. I'd like to get a walkthrough. I like to, to know. Or, or, or before bringing too much uh, investigative yeah. equipment in. Yeah, so we don't usually bring much equipment in when we go in the first time. Yeah. Cecilia likes to walk it pretty much just completely sans equipment. Um, I'm a little bit of a stickler on having at least one handheld camera to document what she's accomplishing there. Um, so I've got a little bit of technology behind her, but other than that, we don't have any of the classic uh, sensors or reading material or anything like that. We just go in and let Cecilia feel what's going on. And yeah. I'm, I'm that has pretty good about getting a, an accurate feel for what's going on. And then we'll sit down with the family and we'll talk some more. Uh, John will walk around with the technical equipment to, to rule out electrical issues or right. plumbing issues or pipe issues, house settling, things like that, uh, because he's the engineer. I'm not an engineer. Uh, so he'll go through and he'll he'll clear all that. And we make notes of everything. We make notes of all the baseline readings and everything else. Uh, if we think that there might be something there, we will come back. We will come back with limited number of people. Because sometimes when you talk about paranormal, oh, we're having investigators out, the entire clan comes to visit. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden you have 15 people and you can't do an investigation with 15 people. There's too much contamination. There's just. And especially not experienced people. I mean, lay people, you just have a mob of lay people. It, It makes it impossible to do what we do. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back with just the homeowner or something and we'll set up the cameras and we'll set up things to measure the air temperature and things to measure vibrations and, and um, EMFs in the air and things like that and try and get readings. And we'll walk around and see if there's any, what we call hotspots and try and do communication sessions there with whatever we think is appropriate for that particular area. Yeah. And I, and I wonder if there's ever any 
experience that you've had investigating these uh, these places where paranormal activity can happen, I wonder if there's ever a point where it's just gotten so uh, horrific, so scary that you've like second guessed what you were doing for a living, or has it been like sailing pretty uh, much? I'm I'm a broken person. I think I was going to say get scared. John, first first, let me say. To you, John, that's a very valid question. And yeah, so go ahead. And I am broke. I'm a broken person. I I will go. If, oh, scary. Okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're running out. I'm running in. I think it's something genetically wrong with my entire family. Like my brother is a New York City fireman. And so you're running out of the building and he's running in. That's yeah. me too. You're running out screaming. I'm running in. Uh, having said that, we did have ex- an experience last year that uh, we were at the Haunted Hill House in Mineral Wells, Texas. And this was just us going, doing some research and trying out some new equipment, things like that. It wasn't like a residential case. This is a known uh, commercial haunted place. People go. Yeah, a lot of activity. Yeah, a lot of multi multi faceted activity. And we brought one of our teammates with us. (laughs) (laughs) I won't name her here, but we brought. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, go ahead. It was a. It was just one of those nights that it was a thunderstorm and there was tornado warnings and just a lot yeah. of energy in the house. The house was very heavy, and she came in. And one of the things I say to people if you're going into a known location is all that negative energy you're feeling. If you had a bad day, if you're pissed off at the world, if you want to punch, leave it outside. Do not bring it in with you. No. No, because you're going to feed that kind of energy to whatever's going on. You know, whatever the paranormal is, you're feeding that your energy. Uh, but she couldn't quite shake it. So whatever entities were in the house targeted the hell out of her. Oh, <laughs> yes, they laugh. did. It's not funny, but. Yeah, but uh, it kind of is. <laughs> it's funny because it targeted. We've been to that house several times. We've had nothing but wonderful experiences. Right. <laughs> Oh my God, whispering, growling at her, touching her, playing with her hair. So so just to step back a moment. So you have like 13 different choices of where to sleep at this facility. Um, All kinds of different options of where to sleep. Some of the suites have private bathrooms. This is all a house that was built in the 1800s. One of them is outside the house. Like One of them is a newly the built. Yeah, it was a newly built suite that's not even really part of the uh, the, the paranormal history of the oh. house. And so it has its own private exterior entrance and, and it hasn't really proven to be very active or anything on the paranormal side. And so we were all set when she arrived later after we were already there. She was going to sleep in this new suite and it had its own bathroom and its own entrance and all oh, this entrance stuff and everything. Beautiful little room. By the time, by the time, yeah, yeah, I know we're laughing. I'm sorry, guys. By the, by the time it got to the point of deciding where to sleep, she renegotiated her, her decision and said, oh, by the way, there's only one place I'm sleeping, and it's in your bedroom on the chaise lounge with you guys. <laughs> she would not be any further separated from us than that. So she slept in the axe room with us. With all the history and violence and stuff that goes along in that room, the murder axe that flies through the air on its own and all that stuff. And she opted to sleep there on the chaise lounge. And that's where she had all the touching of the hair and the whispering in her ear and 
the poor woman didn't sleep all night. No, she didn't I, get one bit of sleep and left. Uh, as soon as the sun came up, she was at, gone. at dawn, literally yeah. at dawn. She left to go back down to Austin, which is uh, three plus hours drive. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know what? You know what? That was a rough night. It was a rough night for her. We had the thunderstorm. She had the tornado warnings. There was tornadoes touching down about 20 miles or so from where we were. Oh, destructive. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a rough night all around. And, we got some beautiful video of the lightning. Uh, and and the electrical activity yeah. actually does. Uh, it's a general consensus in the paranormal world that that does uh, incite paranormal activity. It fuels it. So I think a lot of that may, may have had to do with that electrical storm that came through. Yeah. And there's a, a video on my YouTube. It's like the only time I got ticked off. It was that same it was that same night when it mimicked my brother's voice. My brother passed away in June of 2019. So this was last November. So it was only like a year later. And it mimicked his voice yeah. coming through on, on one of the devices that we had. And it was his, his voice perfectly. And exactly what he would say, how he would say it with that thick Brooklyn accent of his and everything. And it that's the only time I think I've ever gotten mad. But I don't usually get scared. <laughs> but I was oh, I was mad. <laughs> yep. I cussed. Mad. I cussed. I had to bleep out the cussing on the video. <laughs> like, I bet. How oh about you God. guys? You know, how about you guys? Have you had experiences? Uh well, I, I haven't had experiences. I know that Andrew, we talked about like what would happen if we purchased the house <laughs> where where we found out there was like a lot of haunted paranormal activity. What what did you say you would do, Andrew? <laughs> I'm having a party. Let's do this. Let's walk oh. out. And just girls, here's drinks. Let's do it. Cool. All right. You're buying it. I, I, you know, are, you, like, are, are oh, you guys, are you guys close to each it. other? Do you guys live close to each other? I know, I know where John lives. Do you live close to him? I'm in Rochester, New York. So what? I think I'm like 10 hours away. Hmm. Well, you know, cause I know where you are, John is there's a lot of haunted places by you. Oh yeah, there are. You you could actually buy a haunted place and not know it. And okay, and 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 I guess we're okay with that. I mean, I, there's probably no refunds on haunted houses when you, when you buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Th- th- this has been a, a great conversation so far. We got Celia and John from the Crazy Cat. Paranormal Speaks podcast. Uh, before I let you guys go, uh, you, you in the mood for some spooky icebreaker questions? Sure. All righty. Uh, and Andrew, of course, you can uh, get it on this as well. Would you consider tasting human flesh for $100? No, because I'm not a big meat eater. Oh, that makes sense. John? <laughs> I would consider tasting human flesh without monetary compensation. Oh, um, yeah. It's not about the money. It's about the uh, the whole the whole uh, taboo aspect of uh, like. Do you, do you remember the movie? Well, uh, probably not because I think you're considerably younger than we are. Uh, it was called uh, Alive, I think, yeah. and it was based on a true story. <laughs> I'm adopting the, Andrew. That's all there is to it. The, 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 the airplane went down, the commercial airliner went down in the Swiss Alps or wherever the hell it was. And uh, there were some survivors and there were some that didn't. 
And it was based on a true story. And these people had no choice but to eat (laughs) flesh from the other people that uh, perished in the, in the crash to survive. And uh, that always compelled me. And I thought, wow, these people actually did that and survived it and went on to live their lives. So I would consider it, but only in a situation that was that dire. Wow. Does that make sense? How about you? Uh, for me, uh-huh. $100. I mean, I've, I've, I've been told that some human flesh could taste like chicken. So I, because, <laughs> because, because of that, I'm going to go with that gamble, you know? I mean, there you go. I mean, I, like, oh. I, I think we've all, uh, you know, done that thing where we've like, you know, tasted ourselves, either like licked our hand or finger or something to see right. like, if we, okay. And right. I that a while ago, I tasted myself for just a little bit and I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's kind of a chickeny taste to it. So <laughs> Right, right. I mean, if it was my, if it was my own human flesh then sure, $100. Right. <laughs> the, 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 the scientists say that uh we as humans are most uh aligned with pork. So swine and humans are like almost the same. We're as close yeah. to the same as as you can be in the mammal family so i find that kind of interesting well, that's <laughs> a know. fun fact i never wanted to know thank you <laughs> hey you in the mood with some ribs no <laughs> <laughs> uh, andrew andrew how about you would you consider tasting human flesh for 100 dollars? so this is gonna sound terrible i am vegan but i would take a bite of human meat i would try it just to say i tried it and then on top of that i have this probably unhealthy obsession with cannibalism any <laughs> searched i have learned and i know them i'm like hmm, i wonder <laughs> hey, hey along that question do i get to choose who i bite oh uh, yeah. good point oh, you have mind? um no i was i was a couple of people <laughs> There's a couple of good looking hotties out there. I wouldn't mind biting them a little bit. Oh. <laughs> okay. no, no, I, now, now, Cecilia, I thought you were like, you know, because you were angry at people and you want right. to. Like, <laughs> right. No, no, see, I'm from Brooklyn. If I get angry at somebody, I hit them with a bat. That's that's completely different. Yeah, that you don't bite them. You don't, don't eat them. <laughs> that leaves too much evidence. <laughs> You're tenderizing them. Yeah. So, hey, uh, speaking of cannibalism, uh, next question. Here. <laughs> if you had to chop off a piece of your body, which would you choose? Oh, my God. I don't even know how to answer that question. Hey, it, it, push comes to shove. Can, can I pick the extra 20 pounds that's right here? <laughs> uh, sure, if you want. Yeah. I mean, what would you do with it, though? That, that's the thing. I mean, are you just going to, like, put it in a box and just kind of save it for, I don't know, collection purposes? I don't know. Wrap, <laughs> wrap it up and save it for a hungry person? I have no <laughs> Go, Going back to the first question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, John, what about you? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm a musician, so I need my hands. So I would probably have to go with a foot. Are we going to have to lose a, 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 a part of my body? It would probably be an extremity and it would probably have to be a foot. 
Okay. And I would so, say that that would be my right foot because I am cross dominant and my I'm left eyed, left eared, left. I'm putting way too much thought into this leg, <laughs> but I'm yeah, but I'm right handed, so I would have to say my my right foot. That would be it. Okay. So I'm guessing you don't play the drums. You don't need your feet for that. He can play the drums. I, I do play the drums, but we have double bass drum pedals, so I think I could work it. <laughs> with the left foot. <laughs> Andrew, uh, which, which, which body piece are you chopping off? We're going to go ahead and take my lower left leg, like right at the knee. I want that gone. There's a terrible tattoo on that leg. So just. Take <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, I want to see the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, that's that's is one like way a, to get rid of a tattoo. I will tell you, it is a terrible tattoo. It's That's not terrible. It's a pinup girl. But yeah, it's cute. The person who was doing the tattoo kind of just wasn't paying attention, so her legs are crazy. She <laughs> has a backbone. So I'm like, no, just take the leg. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to get it fixed. We're just gonna we're just gonna take the whole leg off. Just take yeah. the whole limb. <laughs> just remove the limb and tattoo and all. Just gone. Right. I could replace it with something fun, like a peg leg, like a pirate. And then you could have that tattooed with whatever you wanted. Yeah. Carved. I guess yeah. it's carved, right? Or stamped. You could stamp it and then you could change it mm-hmm. every so often. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, so, so we're not going to do laser removal at all, Andrew? We're just going <laughs> to chop the... Nah. Sur- surgical <laughs> removal. A lot of pain. It hurts. <laughs> all like, right. I- and having I- your leg removed won't hurt? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Now, losing the leg is probably less painful than laser treatment. Oh laser my gosh! Back multiple times and it hurts, and the smell. Okay. Is- <laughs> smells like bacon. Um, smells like bacon. It smells like an awkward bacon with burning hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, there you go. So, John, uh, did you think this podcast would disintegrate into this? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And you know what? I love it for that reason. So that's that's great. Let's see. Oh, do any of you have a hunch about the way you will die? I'm pretty sure John's going to die smothered by a pillow that says, does this pillow smell like chloroform? My John, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that would have been creepy if you were predicting my death like that, and we just met each other. <laughs> right. No. Uh, by the way, that pillow exists under this roof. Yeah, I made it for him. Yep. Years ago, and it's right there by where I sleep. And so, <laughs> that's a very likely cause of my death. <laughs> Cecilia, how about you? I don't know. How am I dying, John? I keep telling them, throw me in front of the you? bus, but we don't have any here in Austin. She keeps saying she wants to, to go with the accidental death thing because it, it uh, doubles her uh, life insurance. <laughs> but we don't have buses. But it's really hard to throw her in front of a bus if she's already died of a, some natural cause because we don't have buses really that run. So I don't know. That's a tough one. We'll probably be eaten by our cats. Well, okay. no, that's, a- that's after we die. I don't know. Miles keeps biting me every time he walks by me. Well, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, how, about you? Well, how about me? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, how do I want to die? I mean, I would like to die in my sleep. I think that would be a nice, peaceful, quiet death. See, that's uh, where the pillow comes in. I, <laughs> I said, that's where the pillow comes in. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be a really deep sleep in order for my face to be smothered by the pillow because I'm a very light sleeper. So good, good <laughs> yeah, luck with that. yeah, but don't forget, it smells like chloroform. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that'll put me... Yeah. <laughs> how about oh, you, she- Andrew? Well, my dream death, how I want to die, is by a black hole. I want to get sucked in, spaghettified, and boom. Oh, that would be awesome, dude. What a great concept. I think huh. it would be cool. Now, the practical way how I'm going to die, I think I'm going to die in the middle of one of the oceans. Something's going to happen. I'm just going to be in the middle of the ocean, and then I'm out. Is that where the black <laughs> hole spits you out? <laughs> or sucks or sucks you in from mm-hmm. <laughs> right wow and and <laughs> last, lastly we're gonna we're, we're gonna end off on a dark note here if you were to commit a murder how would you go about it how'd you find out about that oh. <laughs> <laughs> i have my ways i have my ways i can't tell you my secrets Oh, all right. If I was going to commit a murder, I would call a relative because I'm an Italian girl from Brooklyn. Right. Oh, (laughs) would claim a relative? I would call a relative to do it for me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you wouldn't. Oh, gotcha. You you wouldn't be responsible for yourself. You would have someone who's more uh, willing to go to prison to, to do it for you. Well, if they're or, good enough, they won't get caught. I, I was going to say more adept at avoiding going to prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, John? Uh, I would snipe them. I would oh. snipe them from a great distance. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yep. There's no yep. satisfaction in that. How about I you know it goes totally against uh, Cecilia's uh background where you know you get up close and personal on the sidewalk and just take them out but for me it would be from 1500 yards away or more <laughs> and 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 you'd be and you think you'd be undercover you'd be secretive enough where nobody would notice you you could get the job done yep huh. andrew oh, i am gonna wait to a good new york winter find the person i want to kill and sneak up on them with an icicle Jabber oh, right oh, great. And then they melt, and then there's no forensic there's no evidence. Prince, there's no yeah, evidence. Right. <laughs> oh, I knew I liked you for a reason. Yeah. Now, now, Andrew, I would have to imagine it would have to be like during a, like a really like rough blizzard where you can hardly see anything, right? Well, uh, you can have them during the blizzard, but here in New York, when it gets cold up here, the icicles just grow, and you just snatch one down. It could be a nice sunny day during the winter. Jab. I, I spent five years in Syracuse. You should be getting these icicles anytime now. Yeah. Next week, it was nice and icy today on my windows. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor John sitting there like, you know, I just thought this was going to be another episode. We'd meet some interesting <laughs> people. <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying this. Enjoying this. You guys are getting really, really creative about uh, murdering people and how you will die. So this is this just this makes and me snacks. happy. Uh, Many people how will die in snacks. So we're good. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Celia and John, this has been a, a pleasure. And uh, keep on paranormal investigating because really it's just it's 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 really what makes the world go around frankly is is you know finding out about spirits and, and all that stuff so uh how, how often do you release episodes every week uh our podcast episodes are usually yeah, twice you- a, we usually do them twice a month so usually around like the second and the fourth but with our work schedules it's it sometimes shifts but we do try to get it twice a month out yeah every other week is our target and sometimes work and life get in the way and that changes a little bit, but um, normally every other week. Now, if someone has, uh, you know, either they're living in a house that uh, they feel like there's paranormal activity or they feel like they saw something at the grocery store, is there a way they can contact you guys to verify what's going on? Uh, if they go to our webpage, because we actually have a webpage that has a contact form on it, and yeah. it's crazycatparanormal.com. Uh, they can fill out the form and it'll come right to me or they can. And I'm a little, honestly, a little hesitant to put this out there, but uh, crazy cat paranormal at gmail.com is our email or find, you know, they can find us on Facebook. I mean, we we don't have a huge social media presence because that's really not who we are, but we have, we do have one so they can find us. Okay. All right. Well, you know, who knows? Uh, you, you may find some response from social media, uh, maybe a lot more through word of mouth as you've been doing so far. So uh, either way, it, you know, keep on doing the, the work you do, because otherwise, I think just all these all, all these all these paranormal things around us are just going to end up killing us all. So <laughs> <laughs> I have not found that to be the case. But if you find something oh. hunting you down and trying to kill you, I'd be looking for Andrew with an icicle. listen to the anything show with john francois on apple spotify wherever you get podcasts we're on facebook youtube and on instagram and tiktok at anything show francois now go lick some sweet and sour sauce 